gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Lana has the guts. We're entering a new era of Miami Heat basketball. I say finals are bust, no matter what. That's a Dion Waiter there. I'll tell him to shut up. It's fine. I think Bam needs to become the face of the team. Jimmy, all the way. Tyler Hero, you're going four for 12. Get out of here. Bryant, Hero, and Duncan all out there at the same time. Who's playing defense in that lineup? King Riles, the godfather. Not the ride. God, the beauty of the culture is because I think it's a real thing. This culture thing, I mean, look, it started with Pat, you know, back in the, in the 90s. Really, you got any thoughts? Anthony Mason? Isaac Watson. So, Jamal Mashburn. Take your Jamal Mashburn to give you a grand loan. John Cry. Jamal that Harper? Is. Curry. Sounds good. <laughs> no question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 14 of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada, and alongside me, I got three other battered fans. Let's start, let's start clockwise from my left to your right. Mr. Danny Solana, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing absolutely fantastic, other than my kid waking up, you know, 10 minutes ago. But uh, other than that, you know, we're we're... Three and one on the last four games. Unfortunately, a little bit of an embarrassing loss. We got a little special. We got a little special drink tonight, fellas. Oh, it's not the plane. It's not the plane. We're going flavors tonight. But we got the Lacroix. I can't believe you're like doing that great, stuff, man. Dude. How you Hold doing, on, Chris? Mitch. Listen, uh, are we gonna are we gonna talk about statues uh, within the show? We because are, I, we are one hundred percent gonna talk about statues. I got a hot, I got a hot take. I got a hot take on that. I'm doing all right, but I got a little problem with the statue talk. Okay, oh, uh, we're I'm gonna get to that. Your hot takes are always horrible, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say about these. And uh, Mr. Italy Jet, how are you doing, sir? While I get my cafecito here, I am doing good. My tonight's drink is Celsius. Ooh. That's right, Celsius. Do you drink that go. literally just to do the show? No, I drink like it two, two, three times a day with a lot of water. You drink three of those a day? Two to three. Two to three. You're like, you're like a crackhead, wow. man. That shit, that's crazy. Hey, it's non-carbonated, so it's good. Good stuff, baby. Good it's non-carbonated. Stuff. <laughs> it's a lot of caffeine. I, I drink that only when I'm going to head to the gym, and I usually drink like half the can. How many cafecitos do uh, you drink, uh, Danny? Baby. One. At nighttime, that's it. That's it. So oh, I drink oh, one at nighttime man. so I can stay I up. I, I drink like cafecito at the office. So I drink like two, like two, three coladas a day. So like this guy, Danny, he, this guy, it, Danny, is a fucking baby. Man, what a good I can't have espressos anymore, so I gotta go this route. But yeah, well, we're about to you go off have, on a tangent. But have a macchiato, no, baby. have a macchiato, no, no. Italy. <laughs> so. Look, they, and Mitch just said they should put I'm a statue so of Chris pulling a shopping cart. I'm <laughs> so down, bro. I'm so down. I would sign a petition or whatever you need for that. I'm on the Celsius twice a day, Mitch. There we go, Mitch. Mitch. Wait, uh, your kidney stones are are building as we speak. All right, <laughs> listen. So the water's for thank you. We are 41, literally 41 games into the season. We are literally at the halfway point. The game, the day before game 42. So I ask you, and I'll go one by one. How are you feeling halfway through the season? Let's go counterclockwise. Italy, how are you feeling? We're literally halfway through the, uh, through the season, 24 and 17, on pace for 48 wins. How are you feeling, sir? 
Hey, you win some, you lose some. But I, I, I was feeling a lot better. Mm -hmm. I was feeling good last week. Now I'm, now I'm in the middle right now. I'm in the middle right now, Daniel. I'm in the middle. Because of yesterday? Just that whole week. The whole week. Well, we went three and one. That wasn't too bad. I thought it was going to be four and oh. I just think of the teams we're facing upcoming in the next two weeks. Oh, okay. Fair. The, the, the schedule does get a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, Chris, how you saying? Yeah. Yeah. How are you feeling halfway through the season? Listen, I think uh, six seed right now, we're tied with the Knicks and uh, we're a game above the Pacers and we're tied with the Cavs. The I mean, we're not tied. The the Cavs, uh, I don't think so, bitch. Uh, the Cavs have two <laughs> games in hand. So, I mean, look, I think, I think as a Heat fan, I think you have to feel good. I think that if you can be able to end the game somewhere between, end the season between 45 to 53 wins, 55 wins, I think that you're you're a shoe win for a top eight seed for within yeah, the no. top eight seats. Yeah, no, I, I think that the playoffs are, are going to happen. And remember, the top 10 technically make it, right? Because if you're at nine or 10, you get you right, win the two games. Game. And you, right. So, I mean, it's hard to miss the playoffs unless you just really suck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Solana, game 41 is in the books. How are you feeling about the season so far? Finals or bust? Wow. Okay. I mean, you're, 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 you're drinking. You're drinking. You're drinking crack I with Lacroix. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, fellas, fellas, fellas. The 10 seed last year had 40 wins. That means the Heat need to win 16 out of the next. We're not saying make the playoffs. But you're saying finals, Bob. Ah. I'm gonna yeah. like. What do you think about the first half of the season? Oh my my bad my bad I got a little carried away I got a little I know, already you got it Solana that's your mo skip the next forty one games <laughs> listen listen at this point Solana's already got him hauling the trophy down Biscayne Boulevard like <laughs> what, are, what are we doing I'm I mean I'm going out tomorrow night and I'm parking my car and I'm not moving until June because I'm waiting for the parade that's basically what I'm doing <laughs> I'm going out. I'm going to watch UD's, you know, beautiful retirement. I already retired his jersey, so I'm not wearing it tomorrow, unfortunately. Cool. And, uh, and and that's it. I'm not moving until until June. That's what I'm going to do. All right. Um, we are, I guess we're going to get into that kind of talk a little later in the show. But before we do, let's recap the last week. We went 3-1. and one. I really thought we were going to go 4-0. and oh. And before last night's game, the Raptors traded away Pascal Siakam. They were undermanned. They had no big man to defend the paint. And I thought, oh, that's it. The Heat should have this. They should go 4-0. Oh, I'm going to be good on my prediction. But they got their ass kicked. And I guess we'll go little by little. Let's not take too long with these uh, with these yeah. uh, uh, recaps. So first, uh, the first game of last week was against the Hornets, right? Yes, sir. It was the Hornets. They stomped out the Hornets. So what? No, it wasn't the whole. No, it was against the Magic. It was the Magic. Magic. There we go. Which let me tell you, that game, that game was a lot more frustrating to watch than I imagined. Yeah, but it was Bam's night. That was. Oh, let me tell you, Bam was handing out body Bams. Okay, if you can make a shirt, make a shirt on a body Bam, body bag Bam is what we're gonna call him because he is out here trying to dunk on everybody. Well, I think the, the biggest thing about that game was the fact that Jimmy was out. I believe Tyler Hero was out also. That's so correct. it was all on Bam's hand. And I remember I texted you guys that Bonchero was outplaying Bam in the clutch, right? I didn't mean all the whole game, but in the clutch, I was like, Bam had his chance 
and Bonchero is the one do making the plays. And in the last 30 seconds, they completely flip-flop. Bam hit the big jump shot, and Bonchero missed two bunnies, and the Heat got the big win. And it's a big win because I believe that he have beaten the Magic 13 out of the last 16 times they played each other. And the Magic are no joke this year, but they, they, he keep beating them. They play against this coming Sunday. We'll talk about it a little later. Uh, Solana, what did you think about the Magic game? I mean, like you said, I thought it was a big win. It's a division opponent. You play them, you know, four times a year. So you want to get as many wins as possible. And they're ahead of uh, of the Heat in the standings. So, it, you know, it's, it's a team that down. you They aren't anymore. No, well, they're not no. anymore. Not anymore. They, I told they you were, I believe in them. They're going to fizzle out. Right, eventually. but they were, they were at the time. That's why I'm saying. Yeah. So not anymore because of, you know, the Heat went 3-1 and they didn't have a good week. So, but hey. It's a it's a team that you always want to win. It's not really a rivalry game. I don't consider the Raptors a rivalry, no. oh, but um, but or sorry, the the Magic a rivalry. But eh, I mean, it is what it is. We won big win. Uh, let's move on to the Hornets. Yeah, uh, Italy. You have anything to say about the uh, the Magic, magic game? game I mean, take your blood pressure medication. Holy crap. I mean, not only that, it was the Duncan Robinson show, baby, with three people on the bench. I love what I saw from Duncan. I love what Bam did. But, man, that, that, that starting lineup is, is, is good. But I think the two players that pop out the most, um, Okadi- oh, I forgot that. I don't even know how to pronounce them, too. But overall, I still thought it was too close to comfort. But overall, I like what I saw from Duncan. Duncan, and they said, I think – to me, what that night was, Jimmy's not here. Bam took over. And I've been saying since the beginning of the year, this needs to become Bam's team eventually. And I felt like maybe not 100%, right? Because it's still Jimmy's team. You can't deny that. But I felt like that was a moment right there that you could look back on. It's like, all right, Bam's starting to get that confidence. He can be that go-to guy. And eventually, maybe he will become that go-to guy even when Jimmy's in the game. Because when Jimmy's in the game, he's going to get the ball. But maybe eventually they can start trusting Bam with the ball also. Um then they went uh, and played against the Hornets. I mean, not too much to talk about there uh, outside the fact that the Heat basically started slow. I think it was one for nine to start the game, but then they got rolling. The biggest thing about that game was that Jaime got injured. He played 14 minutes, scored 15 points. I believe he had 15 of the first 22 points in the game. So uh, Jaime right there, that's Heat culture right there. He is uh, maybe not rookie of the year. I think Chet Holmgren is going to win that. But – he is definitely a, a steal in the draft. And uh, anything to say about that Hornets game? Solano. I mean, I love your shirt, bro. I love your shirt. That's the first thing I got to say. I forgot to mention it at the top of the show. But, hey, the only thing I got to mention about that, the Heat won three out of the four quarters, which has been very, very, very rare this year. They won a fourth quarter, slightly 27-26. So, again, another plus to add there. You saw Bam, again, take the leadership with another double-double, so back-to-back double-doubles. And he was on triple-double watch on those games. He was on triple-double watch. So yep. you had Tyler Hero coming back from whatever he had on uh, on the on the prior Friday, which nobody knows. And the big you know, the big story, I think, would be and, – and I'm not going to let Chris go there. I'm going to go there for him, and I'm going to let him continue it. But Kyle Lowry laid the big egg, uh, you know, 26 minutes – no points. He did, you know, contribute four rebounds, three assists, but yes. the big egg. And I know, and I'm going to hand it off to you, sir. Go, go for it. Well, I mean, like, look, I, I've been, I've been big on Kyle Lowry and, and like actually 
showing some sort of worth. I mean, when it comes to Kyle Lowry, I, t- I feel like you see his worth not on the score sheet, I guess. I don't know if that's a, a good way. No, to no, like that makes sense. Def- yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I, I, I agree with player. you. Yeah, he's I'm one of those. Player. His production doesn't show up on the box score, which is fine. Yeah. but And, and I'm okay and with that. Good. But I, I mean, I feel like we need a little bit more contribution, especially when we got players that are lacking. Uh, you know, you you talked a little bit about J, Triple J. He is a player that over so many games, I mean, this guy is just, he's just like something else. Like he's not like a your typical rookie. He's playing like more aggressive than I've ever seen a, a, a rookie play. Like th- this is phenomenal, the kind of what? stuff that we're getting out of him. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that he went to school for four years. And what I like about him is that he has changed the Heat's yeah, – I don't want to overuse this term. I'm literally trying not to use it. But the Heat's culture as far as the way they oh, you play. Mean your hat? You mean your hat? Yeah. That's why I'm, I'm trying to say it less because I'm, I'm actually wearing it. But <laughs> because the Heat are – they get a rebound and they start looking up, let, let a quick little pass. Like Unless it's Kevin Love, yeah. there isn't really transition passes. But Jaime gets the ball, transition. He's gone. And then that, right. that's the, the Jovic. That, that's what was so nice about watching Jovic is that he's also brought that. So I think that that's why he stood out to us so much. Not because he's playing out of this world, but because he's also yeah. pushing the ball in transition. And I think that's something that we're not accustomed to seeing the Miami Heat do over the last few years. So it's been a nice yeah. change of pace. Um, Italy, any thoughts on that uh, Hornets game? The third quarter was pretty big for the Heat, and I love what I saw from Richardson, Robinson, and Hero. Richardson has been slowly getting some minutes, and he's been taking advantage of all the opportunities Spolster's given him. And maybe future Hero's year, not saying he is or isn't, but he did play well. But overall, we definitely took control, and I have been saying I want Lowry out. But I I do agree with Chris, you know, behind the scenes. That's good stuff, but we, we need a true point guard right now. I'm gonna have some and, news about that a little later. Oh, and, well, I'm look, I'm uh, but well, that. before before you before you drop a bomb there, Solana, uh, Mr. Miami Night Miami Knight is mentioning. Love that shirt, Daniel. Guys, if you haven't gotten on it, go to batterfans.com and check out the merch there. You can be able to get that beautiful shirt and that. Ooh, we got we got we got a nice Udonis Haslam shirt out there right now. I was hoping to yeah. to to wear it today. I didn't. Uh, Finish it up in time, but uh, to wait for tomorrow. I'm not going to be going to the game, but all right. Uh, after the Hornets, they had a back to back against the Nets, and it showed because the first half against the Nets was atrocious. They missed the first 12 threes, they, they were down, I think it was like 16 points at halftime. It, it looked like they were sleepwalking, but then in the third quarter, I don't want to say the Heat woke up, I think Tyler Hero woke up. Yeah, yeah. he hit back to back threes, and it got it got them rolling. It, it what was it? It was a, it was a, it was a sixteen zero run. It was it was some type of run that they got on after that seventeen to two run. That's what it was, and it, it all started with those back to back threes from Tyler Hero, and um, it, it ended up being a really close game. Now the one thing that stood out to me about that game before I pass it on is the fact that they went to overtime in that game, mm-hmm. and both teams still didn't score hundred points. Oh, that's that does not happen. <laughs> And this era of NBA, That's you know beautiful. what it is to go into overtime and not score. But it's not beautiful because, Chris, the NBA that you're thinking about that was it scoring. Is, well, it is beautiful. It, it was no. a lot slower paced and they took less threes. So that's why the scores were so low. Teams are 
working faster. The shot clock resets to 14 seconds after you, you get an offensive rebound, and they take a lot more threes. So it lends itself to automatically give you more points. So if you're not scoring 100 points in the 90s, that means that they would have scored like 60 points. Like It's ridiculous for them to go into overtime and have both be under 100 points. That's how bad the Brooklyn Nets are, and that's how off the Miami Heat were that night. But they pull out the win, and that was that's a big Tyler Hero game. Solana, what did you think about that game on Monday night? I mean, you said it 100%. It was yeah. not a game out of the 90s. It was an atrocious game of the 2000s. Look, the Nets shot 55 three-pointers. 55 three-pointers. They had 100 field goal attempts and <laughs> had 95 points. 100. Yeah. It's, it's, Both teams shot under 38% in just normal like regular field goal percentage, team shot under 25% in three-point percentage. It was an absolutely awful basketball game to watch, and I was just happy that Tyler Hero found his stroke in Long Island, or sorry, in Brooklyn. And, uh, bro, I don't know, he had the shimmy going. He was he was hitting it. And, and Jimmy mean, Butler Bam, came back that game. He did, mm-hmm. but Bam was a quiet assassin because he didn't get the points that he normally does, but he was huge on the boards. He had 20 rebounds. Nice. 20 I don't, I don't understand how not every single player on that court got 20 rebounds. There were so many missed shots. Well, I don't know, man. They were going out of bounds, <laughs> well, I guess. On the on the on the <laughs> well, let me tell you on the Brooklyn side, Nick Claxton. I mean, listen, and we've talked about Nick Claxton in the past, Danny, when we talked about the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. I would like to see him play for the Heat. How would you think? How oh, do you think God. he would him play on the Heat? Oh man, he is versatile. He is a skinnier version of Bam. Well, you know what? Yes. No, because he doesn't have the jump shot that Bam has. But defensively, he's a skinnier, oh quicker version of Bam. If he was in the culture. Yeah. If he was in the culture, he would have developed, <laughs> developed the jump shot. He would have bulked up in one summer. But I, I, I don't doubt it. I don't I don't doubt it. And uh, but yeah, Nick Claxton is is uh he's probably gonna get paid big time by the Nets this offseason. Uh, he's due uh, a contract. Uh Italy, what do you think about that Brooklyn Nets uh, Miami Heat game? I mean, Hero stepped up when he, when he needed to step up. A couple threes, big time threes, and especially with Martin and Richardson. They had, I mean, they, they had nine points each, but when they were on the court, those couple times, for me, I thought with the points that, that they, were, they were doing, it it was huge. Even though it was 96 to 95, I thought they had some key moments, but it was, we were off. Everything was off. Both teams, especially us. One thing that you that you saw that game that you're going to see a lot more of is that they were constantly throwing a double team at Bam, and yeah. they were they were forcing the ball out of Bam's hands. And I think Tyler Hero, that was his game, right? Bam had a game on Sunday, Tyler had a game on Monday. the The third quarter, he had like 12 points in the third quarter. It was his shooting that kept them in. He had two big floaters in the last minute of the of regulation, yeah. where it was it was that one foot floater which they kept giving it to him, right? They, they gave him the shot. He took it. And that's why you need somebody like that running the point instead of Kyle Lowry because Kyle Lowry might not take that shot. Tyler Hero took that shot. And he scored six out of their eight points in overtime. The only two other points were Jimmy Butler free throws, which, by the way, nobody gets to the free throw line like Jimmy Butler. Nobody. I, I, I forget where I saw. I saw a stat that he is leading the league in NBA where like the, the highest percentage of his point total coming from the free throw line, he's leading the league. Because he gets mm-hmm. to the free throw line that often, and that's because he's aggressive. The only bad plays thing is that contact. he's the only, the only thing is that he's the only one on the Heat that plays that aggressive. No, no he plays I don't for think contact. So. I think 
I think I think Tyler Hero plays that aggressive. I just don't think he gets the contact that Jimmy Butler does. Yeah. And I think he's still learning how to maneuver his body and get that contact because you can see sometimes when they run that uh, two-man game pick and roll with him and Tyler and he kind of tries to uh, back out the defender, the defender right. gets on his back and Jimmy gets that call. Tyler doesn't yet. So it could be he needs right. a couple more, you know, a right. couple just to get a little more respect from the referees. Well, and not only that, though, Solana, but you're also thinking about, like, for example, uh, you got Butler, you got, you got, you know, Kyle Lowry. They've played their style in a way where they, like, bank on contact. And they play and guide their body to be able to receive and get into it enough to be able to still go up with it. And so Tyler Hero, I mean, he's younger, so it lends to him that he's playing this more sort of, like, quicker style of offense where he wants the contact but then he also is flashy enough that he can avoid the contact and go up with it so i i don't think that he's learned i mean not that he hasn't learned it because i'm pretty sure he has but you know it, whatever's working for him now is just that little floater where it's just minimal contact floated right above the defender so i like that he's taking it to the paint a lot more well they yes. went three three you know in the first three games since we last recorded and the fourth game came around against toronto we touched on it on the beginning of the show. They had just traded away Pascal Siakam, so we thought that they would have, at least I personally thought they would have an easy time winning that game. And they just didn't show up. They didn't show up. I think that because uh, Heat fans are so accustomed to just playing close games because this team just never gets blown out because of their defense, because they bust their ass, we're not accustomed to it. Because all NBA teams go through this. They just have a night where things are just off and they just get blown out. The best teams lose to the worst teams sometimes like this. And it's just completely unexpected. But you get used to seeing it here and there and then you just move on. But as Heat fans, we're like, what the hell was this? But it's just one of those games. It's not that they were down 23 at the end of the first quarter. I mean, at that point, you know, you knew it was an off night. Uh, any thoughts Very on this, uh, Italy? Italy, any thoughts on the, on the Raptors blowout? I mean, I just think they couldn't bounce. I, I, well, I don't about bounce back. I would just say that they went through that Nets and they went to overtime. I don't know, it was the road the road trip after that, but something was just off even in the middle of the game because they were trying to get there. But it was the Barnes, it was the Barnes show, it was the Barrett show, it was the, it was Trent Junior show. I mean, in our big three. Abayo, Butler, and Hero had 16 points each. That's not going to cut it with the Raptors made a big trade, but they were still on it. They were so consistent. Barrett um, got a lot of space, too. Our defense was flat. But overall, it's one of those games where you can't predict it right now. And all of it was done with the Nets. Well, they came alive and in I, the third quarter a little bit, but even with that big run to start the third quarter, they were still down like 20 points. Go ahead, Chris. I just want to give my just quick thoughts here. I'm just so upset that like Emmanuel quickly, like I knew he was so nice, you know what I'm saying? And to see him like be so good for Toronto, like, fuck man, that's killer. <laughs> and RJ Barrett's RJ Barrett. Like he did well. I mean, look as a team, RJ Barrett well. is the only NBA player I've ever seen that literally just goes to his left hand and he still manages to make it work. And everybody knows he's going to his left, but he makes yeah. it work anyway. Yeah, I mean, it just hurt for me a little bit uh, as a Knicks fan. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It was a terrible freaking start. Once you start the game that badly, it's it's hard to climb out of a hole like that. So on to the next uh, one. Solano, what about no, you, Solano? I mean, they, yeah, I mean, they gave up 78 points in the first half. That's absolutely unheard of. 
Um, I remember I, I think I turned on the game five minutes after it started. They were down almost 30 points. And I told my wife, I was like, what the fuck's going on? So <laughs> literally, I literally I I thought about that today. And I was like, I was kind of depressed about it. So I went to Publix and I bought myself a 12 pack of Lime LaCroix, literally specifically to drink on the show. So I'll be drinking Lime LaCroix the next 12 shows, I guess, because that's the only time I'm going to drink it. Well, and you know what? You kind of like walked away like that SpongeBob meme. Like, all right, I'm gonna head out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's it. Yeah, all right. So, so three and one over the last four. Twenty four and seventeen after the first half of the year. So here comes the question that everybody's asking: Should the Miami Heat make any moves? We are literally three weeks away. Twenty one days away from the trade deadline, February eighth. I want to say it's at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And I'll start. I think that there's two trade chips that we can use. Kyle Lowry, obviously, and Eli Jovich. I think those are the two pieces that you have to offer. Kyle Lowry with the expiring contract and Jovich because he has the young potential. And then you would have to, depending on what you're asking for, you might have to throw in some draft picks. I think that's what they're, they're going to go. Now, I'm going to say I think they should make a trade. And we'll get into who in a second, but I think they should make a trade because the Miami Heat are suffering from their own success. What do I mean by that? In 2020, they made the finals. Nobody expected them to make the finals in 2020. They, they outperformed their expectations. Well, because you expect them to win it every year. In 2021, true. first round exit, that's fine. 2022, Eastern Conference Finals. 2023, again, unexpected run to the finals. In the last four years, three of those went to at least the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been successful with not making many moves. And that's almost been to the detriment because I think if you would have made a move one of those years, you might have gotten over the hump and won the title. But because they have become so accustomed to, well, we could just run it back with this squad and we seem to do pretty well, they seem to get right there but they just can't get over the hump because they're missing that extra piece. But because we've come so accustomed to like, it's heat culture. We'll figure it out. We'll be there close to the end. We're like, ah, if they don't make a move, it's okay. I think we've come to a point where like, that's it. Jimmy's 34 or 33, whatever. He's somewhere in that age range. Like this window, it might be closing a little bit. Let's not just like be okay with like just waiting till next year or just running it, running it, uh, running it back this year. Let's be aggressive. Let's make a move to try to win this year. Because if this Heat team, as it's currently constructed, plays that Denver Nuggets team from last year, you're not winning. I don't think you're winning. And if you look at the Eastern Conference alone, the Celtics, they've improved. They picked up Porzingis and Drew Holiday. Who else? Uh, what team am I saying? Oh. The, the Bucks, they picked up Dame Lillard. The Sixers, they picked up Nick Nurse, uh, Batum, Pat Beverly. Everybody's making moves. Even the Knicks traded for OJ. Uh, did, uh, hold on. did you just name a coach? Did you just name a coach? Nick Nurse, yeah. <laughs> huh. that, that's a move, though. The Heat haven't that's changed cool. anything. Name me something and that the Heat did. Yeah. They, 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 Tommy gave, they gave. They gave Eric Spolstra an eight-year extension, $120 but, but, million. But, but they're not changing that's anything. they did. They're now, not changing anything. Now, Change hold something. on, hold on. Now, hold on, Danny. Hold on. Chris, can you Don't say can Thomas you do Bryant. a favor? Chris, can you do a favor yeah. and, and, and give Danny a tissue? You know, he, I felt like he Let just, me, hold on. I'm going to go grab one. I'm going to go grab one. I'll, I'll be right back. I'm gonna... Absolutely. So, 
Let me tell you this, bro. The Heat don't need the Heat don't need to make any moves ever. Why? Because they keep their draft picks. They pick players like Jaime Jaquez Jr., who could be a starter on just about any NBA team in the association right now. And that's a pick right there. And he's he comes off the bench. So not only that, I will tell you this. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So Kyle Lowry, Nikola Jovic are your trade chips. The only two guys that are out there who have been talked about are maybe Deontay Murray, right? Yeah. And Terry mm-hmm. Rozier. Those are the two names. Right. Right. Do either of those two guys on the team make it good enough to beat the Denver Nuggets today? No. If you if you believe opinion. no, if you believe that they have a chance to beat them with Kyle Lowry, a hundred percent they improve your chances if you I add don't, those guys. I don't I, I, I don't think I don't think they have a chance to beat 100%. the Denver Nuggets with the current squad, but I also don't think and I'm not willing to trade an asset like Jovic because I think he's playing fantastic and I think you can see that Spo really likes the young kid. He's playing uh, well, but I wouldn't say fantastic. I'd give him away for the Andre Murray right, yeah. right now. Now Yesterday, hold on. Yeah. Now, now, I'm now with you, if you want to ask you, me, if if you want to ask me, hey, who's because I know it's coming. Who's a name or who's somebody that you would trade for? I'll tell you this. I trade the house for Donovan Mitchell. You're telling me I'm getting Donovan Mitchell. I'm trading. I'm trading anybody on the team who's not named Bam, Cle- who's Cle- not Cle- named Triple J, and who's right. not named right. Butler. Those three are untouchable. Anybody else they can have for Donovan Mitchell. That's 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 my only other than that, I'm standing pat. And the reason why is there's two reasons. One, I like the team we have. I don't think we can win it all with the team we have, but the Heat will get somebody on the buyout market, they'll figure something out. But, like see, but, but, but you're but you're content with just with just competing, not winning. What are the only times that the NBA that the, the Heat won the NBA title? They won it when they got Shaq in a trade. Mm-hmm. And they won it when they signed LeBron James and Chris Bosh. That's it. That's when they won the title. They made big moves. You right know now, what? we're just building. Oh, yeah, Jovic. Yeah, that's really cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jaime Hawkins. Come on, guys. Let's make a cute little run to the Eastern Conference Finals again. No, NBA championship. That's what we want, man. Make a fucking move. Danny, can I can I tell you something real quick? I, I, I still got your tissue here in case you still need it because you're a freaking crybaby. <laughs> Uh, Appreciate it. They don't need to be making any trades right now. Oh my! Okay, God. so take this and shove it up your shit because they don't need to be making trades unless it's getting uh, Mitchell is a big, big, big name. I mean, if that can right. happen, let's. But let's the Cavs, the Cavs the finally house. got hot. They're not going to give them up. They literally like the fourth well, seed right now. Right. All right, but if you're not getting anybody comparable or or, or the same caliber, like what are we doing? Like we're gonna we're, we're gonna give away peace players for Rosier. Like, I mean, you're giving on. away Cal Lowry. Like, no, but come on. No, 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 no. First of all, why are we giving away Kyle Lowry? Like, it, I, I, I don't understand that. Why Why Kyle Lowry? Uh, can Caleb Martin be traded? I think Caleb Martin probably has more value to a trade than fucking Kyle Lowry. I, I, look, I haven't, I haven't checked. But if I go back to like the last five or six games, I promise you Kyle Lowry probably combined hasn't scored more than 10 points. No, but Combined Kyle Lowry problem. would have to. Kyle Lowry would have to be in, involved in a trade because it's of like his a four five team because, trade. No, 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 and because of it, he's an expiring contract. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what that, makes it appealing, right? So that's the only reason. Right. And then and then Jovic would be the young asset tied to him, and then there would have to be some sort of a, a pick. So maybe one or two. Now it's rumored, and Italy has been the one texting all the rumors all around here. But he can confirm this. It's rumored that the Hawks want two first round picks. 
-hmm. in addition to those two. So mm -hmm. if that's the case, I don't know about you, Italy, but me, I'm not giving away two first round picks and Jovic for Deontay Murray. I don't think Deontay Murray is that good. Plus he has a huge contract. I don't know. What yeah. do you think, Italy? I mean, I'm a huge Murray fan, but at first two, but the two first round picks, I don't like that. I'm, I'm maybe like a first and second, but I mean, we've been saying this all along. Jovich and Lowry is going to be a trade piece and we were going to, it's going to be rumored that this was going to happen. What are they going to do anything about it? We don't know. We're the heat. Pat Riley's very stubborn. So we don't really know, but he's very smart though with his draft picks. He's smart on the system when it comes to Eric Spolstra. But overall, I say Murray or Mitchell. I don't want Rozier. You don't want Rozier? Hold. 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 I agree. Hold. I agree. And and I'm and I'm gonna tell you what's gonna happen in the playoffs. I'm gonna give you my 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 take on that a little later. Because I don't think Kyle Lowry is a starter in the playoffs for this team. Boom. I agree. I okay, agree. but you could trade for a starter. Look, so all of a sudden you're trading somebody that's not starting for a starter. It's true. The only reason I'm okay with them not trading for anybody, the only reason is because I think they'll be holding all these assets to try to trade for Donovan Mitchell in the summer. It's very possible. Very, so very possible. That, that very is possible. the only yeah. reason that I'm like, all right, fine. If you really think that you can make a run at Donovan Mitchell and you need these draft picks for Donovan Mitchell, all right, fine. But it's fucking frustrating because the way this roster is set up right now, over the last the four games that we just watched, they made it over 100 points once. They scored 104 points. In this current NBA, that's hard to do. As far as offensive efficiency, I think they're like 20th. Like this yeah. team, although I, I really believe in their exposure, I believe in playoff Jimmy, and I think they can make another good run. But I don't think but they could go all the way. Yeah, but you're missing one key thing. The Heat have not been healthy all year long, and they're just now starting to get healthy. So you have Haywood Highsmith, who's coming back, starting to get healthy. You got Caleb Martin, who was out injured, starting to get healthy. Finally, Jimmy came back from an injury, starting to get healthy. So these guys are coming back at the right time. They're going to gel right now. You got the All-Star break to get along together. Bam's going to get voted into the All-Star game. The rest of the guys are going to hang out at the Bahamas, you know, at Atlantis. You know, on the beach and chill. Solana, Solana. Yeah, and we're Solana. and we're gonna make a run like we do they, every year. They've been healthy for two games. They almost lost to the fucking Nets, and they got yeah. smacked up by the Raptors. Thank you. You need a little bit of practice when you get healthy. Hey, you got to gel right in, Danny. I mean, what are we doing? Like you, you I think mean, people are just coming? Butler has had lingering injury, lingering like ankle injuries or injuries in general, and then here uh, even last oh. year, even well, yeah, here last know. year in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what happens in sports, guys. That's what happens in sports. People get injured. But, okay, well, no guys. Kidding, but how are you going to bounce back? And then you, and then you balls back? up, you walk it off, and you oh, fucking play. Oh, yeah, rub some dirt on it, right? Right, Chris? Rub some dirt on it, right? Hopefully exactly. they get lucky like they did last year and match up against the Knicks. All right, uh, oh. Italy. If I we mean, had I'd take – I'd match up against the Nets any day. Oh, my God. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think it would be a sweep. going to make the playoffs. Any, any New York team would be a sweep, so it doesn't matter. Sure. Well, I don't know about a sweep. Boom. The, 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 Knicks, the Knicks are legit this year. Uh, Italy, yeah. uh, if you had a chance, I think you might have uh, we might already told us, but just to confirm, if you had to pick just one player that maybe you would want to trade for, who would that be? Just one? Yeah. Oh, I mean, r right now it's got to be Mitchell. I mean, I agree with Solana. If okay. you're going to change a team – it's got to be Mitchell. Yeah, but but he's but he's not going to be available, unfortunately. But, this trade. Okay. Deadline. Yeah, but then Murray. 
Okay. Murray. Yeah, I, I love Murray. I, I look. I'm not a. I'm not in love with Murray per se for his the type of game, but he's aggressive offensively. I think he has literally the most triple doubles in San Antonio Spurs history, and I mean, that's a pretty nice stat to have with such a storied franchise. He's leading the the franchise in triple doubles. He only played there what like three four years, so uh, the he is a stat filler. He can pass. He can shoot. He's aggressive. He gets to the rim. I, I like Dante Murray, um, but. I, I understand why Solana says that the price tag is too high. But if I could somehow figure out how to change Larry for him, I think that that would help big time. Uh, Chris, if you could just name one person that you would trade for in the trade deadline, who would that be? Well, I mean, you're telling me you're telling me Mitchell's off off the table, right? But that would be my go-to. Right. But if yeah. I can get Rozier for a Big Mac and a half a pound of culture, then I'll do that. I think so Rozier might be a... Rozier might actually be a um, a realistic option. Yeah, give me because... him for a give me him for a Big Mac and an eight ball of culture, and we're straight. Like, come on, I don't want to be giving away the house for Rozier. Like, come on. He gets to the rim. Um, the, the new Charlotte ownership wants to change things around, so I think that they're trying to just shed salary. So they take Kyle Lowry back just as a buyout. Um, I, I definitely can see um, Terry Rozier being an option. Me personally. I would like the Heat to go after Spencer Dinwiddie. Go after Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, a lanky point guard that can distribute the ball. If he needs to create his own shot, he can. He can take a game over if necessary. Uh, I think Spencer Dinwiddie, especially defensively, would be great because with Cal Lowry, everybody said that you would lose a lot defensively. With Spencer Dinwiddie, yeah. you wouldn't lose much defensively and you would gain some offense. So to me, the Spencer Dinwiddie would be the go-to guy. And Salon, I believe you already told us who you would want, but just – to confirm, who would you want to trade for? I mean, obviously Mitchell. If I, like I yep. said, if I was going to change the team, I wouldn't trade. If not, I wouldn't trade for anybody else. I'd yeah, wait for the waiver wire. Get out of yeah. here. Here's your tissue, my, bitch. My my thing with Cal Lowry is that in this in this NBA, I feel like you need to be able to score. Like even if you're a point guard, like the the era of Ray John Rondo is dead. Like you don't see any Ray John Rondos around anymore. Like you need to be able to 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 be a threat offensively. What do you mean? You need to be able to shoot the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to play basketball, yeah. you should. Yeah, but yeah. Rajon Rondo made a career without doing that. Yeah, like he can't do he, that anymore. He surrounded himself with shooters. He had, I mean, he had Paul Pierce. He had uh, Ray, Allen. Uh, Ray, Ray Allen. Allen, Kevin Garnett. I mean, he had guys Kevin that Garnett's he could just a dish it out in to. The so range. that's what I'm saying. He, I mean, he made but, he made a life out of basically. Uh, running around like a little chicken with his head cut off and then laying it up. So. I that's I, I just don't see that. I don't think Radio Rondo would work now, even with that, that Celtics team. All right. Um, let's see. So we were talking about the fact that they've been injured like crazy, right? Italy Jets said that they're constantly getting injured. And even with that, they are currently the sixth seed. They're how many games out of third place? Like two, two and a half out of third place. And they have there's seven games over 500, despite the fact that they've missed. They're in the top five of missed games, top five, and the other four teams are on the bottom of their conference. So I feel like that is nothing but a testament to the job that Coach Spo has done, and the fact that he should be considered Coach of the Year for the first half of the season. Now uh, I'll start with Chris because he hates the Heat. Chris, what do you think about Coach Spo and being? Uh, coach of the year. I don't. I don't hate the heat. Hate the heat. But 
I mean, look, I think the, the good thing that Spo has going for him is that he has a lot of players that are really contributing. Uh, you know, Triple J is contributing in a way that I don't think anybody anticipated. You have uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, Duncan Robinson, who his I mean, his game is just evolving every single day, every single week. Um, you have a lot of other players that are that are contributing in, in other ways. Caleb Martin. I mean, you have a lot of guys that are kind of kicking into gear when it's needed. So, I mean, is that player development? Is that the coach? Is that a little bit of both? I mean, look, I've always thought that Coach Bo was a great coach and he's learning under great trees of coach. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, he deserves it. He deserves it. I agree with that. A lot of people were, were saying that I forgot the Orlando coach's name is that, but that he in the early part of the year that he should get it because of what he's doing with Orlando. But much like I kept yeah. telling you guys, they were going to fall back. They're like the tenth seed now. And uh, look, the, the job Coach Spoh's done. If they end up top four or three seed in the East, I think that they sh- he should be the one that that's considered. Uh, Solana, what do you Absolutely. think? I think Spoh should be the coach of the year every year for the last ten years, uh, considering what he's done mm. with the lineups that he's had. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Old. I think he should have even been the coach of the year when he had the big three on the team. It's not mm. easy to manage those types of egos. Um, the Heat, you Overdosing. know, one year. The Heat one year, um, I believe, matched the record of most uh, consecutive wins in a season uh, by a team, and he didn't get Coach of the Year either. So I think Coach Spo is overdue, and he should be Coach of the Year every single year. I mean, this guy's swimming in culture. <laughs> this guy I is overdue. I think say, saying it every Lime day. LaCroix. And yeah, Lime LaCroix. Italy, do you agree? I, I think you agree. I'd, I'd say in the last five years, he should have won it every year. I'd say last uh, five. You know what? That The year that they ended up with the first seed with that team uh, was like two years ago. That yeah. came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden, they were the top seed. They made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. That was impressive. I don't think anybody had them uh, dominating the way they did that year. Um, I, I agree. Maybe two years ago. The, the big three era, I wouldn't say it now. I wouldn't give it to him now. Last five years, and, and I love his story. I love his story. Bottom oh, yeah. up. That I, I love it all. I love it all. I, I I think it's about time. You know what? And I look back because I was like, I want how many times has Greg Popovich won it? Because when you're a coach that's that's great, you have yeah. to win it at least once. And Popovich has won like three times. I'm surprised that they haven't given it to Spoh not once. Like I feel like he deserves it. He needs to get it this year. If not if not for nothing else, to make up for the fact that he hasn't gotten it in the past. Like give it to him just for that. So all right, so we all agree, Coach Spo, Coach of the Year so far. And uh, now let's get into over the last week. I forgot what game it was exactly. I think it might have been the Hornets game. Dwayne Wade was honored at halftime, and then they had that big announcement. And I know, Chris, you wanted to get into it. Dwayne Wade will have his very own statue outside the Kaseya Center. And Solana, your brother, uh, when I said that it should be the um, This Is My House pose, and I said Los Heat. He corrected me. El Heat was across the jersey. That's so right. my fault. Uh, but D-Wade will be getting that statue. Uh, I think it's going to be that this is my house, right? So I guess I'll go around to ask you what your thoughts are and what you think the statue will be. What would be that moment that gets immortalized forever? Solana. I can't agree with a better D-Wade moment ever than the this is my house. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's gonna be him going like this. That's or what I figure on top of the puts, score table. He, maybe when he puts his he yeah, puts that's, up like that. Yeah, it could be like that. So yeah. 
So I, I don't know which is going to be the pose, but it's got to come from that segment of, of you know, that. Okay, so this is my moment. next question. I think I it's going to be I the know pointing down. Yeah, so do I. But this is my next question, actually. Because Solana. it's the ground. This is my house down, not I know the jersey. We live in, I know we live in Miami, right? But that jersey says El Heat. Do you think the statue will say El Heat across the jersey or they'll fix it nah, to just be the regular jersey? It'll probably just say Heat. So they're not going to yeah. immortalize that moment per se. No, I think it's, gonna, it's just going to be I mean, heat. we're in Miami. El Heat works. It does work. No, no okay. I still no, think so, it's just so, going to be Heat. All right. Uh, Chris, what would you have to say about the statue? Uh, go to Italy first. Go to Italy. Go to Italy. <laughs> Italy. And then I'll... Yeah, it's. I think it's going to be this. And it's going to be Heat right here. And that's the, one of the reasons why I became a Heat fan. Well, that's so, actually the main reason why I became a Heat fan. It's because so of Dwayne Wade. So for those of you that are listening on audio, uh, Italy grabbed this jersey to show the, the Heat logo. So that's what you anticipate the pose being then, right? I think so. Yeah. I, I honestly like that. thought that if you're going to pick any pose, it would have to be him pointing down to the ground. Because we're not just talking about the jersey. We're talking about like the ground, his house, right? So that would be the pose where he's – I would think that that would be the best pose is pointing down. This is my house, right? But I have a problem with this, okay? Why is it now that we're doing a statue? Number one, so we're doing it at Dwayne Wade. Why is there not a statue of Ronnie Cycli? Ronnie Cycli. Ronnie, why is there not a statue of Ronnie Cycli? Ronnie Cycli was big. What? Ronnie Cycli we... didn't do. Ronnie Cycli didn't do for the Heat what Dwayne Wade I mean, did for obviously. the Heat or for the city. So, and I, unfortunately, guys, I got I gotta go. I was I was letting Danny know on the side. I gotta go. My I got a little issue with my son upstairs. But um, look, I'm gonna leave you with this. D Wade is the only player that deserves a statue. Other and then if you're gonna put any other statue, you got Pat up there, Pat Pat Riley. There's Ooh, a, those are the Pat. only two people. Those are the only two people mm, who right Pat. now deserve That's a, a statue one. in outside the arena. So like I'm gonna that. leave you guys with that. Get out. Get out. I love I love you, Batter Heat fans. I love you, Batter Heat fan. And uh, right. good luck to all you guys in the uh, in the in the raffle later. I, I hope yep. uh, I hope the lucky winner is happy with the tickets. So. All right. All right, guys. All right, See, you See you guys. All right. Get out of here. So I think that that's Get a ridiculous out. take. Ro Pat Ronnie Cycli. Well, <laughs> you know what? That was Ronnie Cycli, Udonis Haslam. Well, you know what? For everybody that's saying that it shouldn't say El Heat on the jersey, they rocked the jersey. They shouldn't make one if you don't like it. Yeah. Unfortunately, that moment is immortalized forever. That's the highlight that you always see, and it always says El Heat. So, in my opinion, it should say El Heat on it because that's the moment. If you don't like it, I then choose the another moment. I think the benefit here in South Florida is that you do have such a diverse, you know, a fan base, a very Hispanic-based fan base, and everybody knows El Heat. So, I be, think... Be true to the moment. Be true to the moment. It's, it's not far-fetched to keep it El Heat. Now, if they change it to, like, just heat across the chest... I mean, I don't see it as a too then big. Then it's not a the deal. moment. It's not the moment. Right. It would just be just whatever statue, right? Italy. You ever I mean, been to the? You ever yeah, gone to I, see I the agree. Jordan statue? 
outside of the it's not the United Center anymore. I don't know what it's called. But you ever seen the Jordan statue? No. No. No? Italy? No. Okay. Well, when you go see it, at right at the bottom, you see like hands like going up and like somebody's head and stuff. And that's at the bottom of the statue, right? Like he's jumping over them or some crap. Yeah. I think that for the heat statue, they should have him doing this, and then they should just have like people with pots and pans in their hands. Oh right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't get more. Say El Heat, pots and pans around the statue. Give it to me. That's heat culture right there. Give me it. I want it all. Pots and pans, baby. All right. So, D-Wade, I I really wanted to to talk to Solana about uh, the next topic. But uh, Udonis Haslam, he has his night tomorrow. Uh, Tomorrow being uh, January 19th. January 19th, uh, they're yeah. retiring the jersey, and it's Udonis Haslam night. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not there, but it's a big night because everybody says when you think key culture, you think yeah. Udonis. You know what Udonis Haslam is, and I, and I'll go to Chris first because th- this will probably strike true to you. Udonis Haslam is what Knicks fans wanted Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason to be. Absolutely. They wanted them if they would have been New Yorkers and they would have played their entire career for the Knicks. That would have been what Udonis Haslam was for the Heat. Yeah. And Udonis Haslam was from Miami, played his entire career yes. here. Yes. And that, that is what the Knicks would have wanted Charles Bark- uh, Charles Oakley and, and Anthony Mason and Anthony to be. Mason. But Udonis Haslam was exactly. that guy, Mr. 305. What do you yeah. think about Udonis, Udonis – Jesus Christ. Udonis Haslam night tomorrow night, Chris. I think it's phenomenal. And I think that the way that his career played out – I mean, he played, he played his high school ball in South Florida. He played his – uh, college ball in Florida. He mm-hmm. played his professional career in Florida and all in Miami. And mm-hmm. like this guy's set for life. Like he's right. gonna have he's a job. Like a with the heat. Yeah, yeah. He he's gonna he's gonna have uh he's gonna have a job with the oh, Miami sure. Heat for the rest oh, of for his sure. freaking life. He's gonna um, be culture coach. That's what he's gonna call yeah, his yeah. titles will be. It's gonna be culture coach. <laughs> and I I think that he I think that there it he deserves it he deserves it big time I think it's I think it's phenomenal for him yeah man uh, it's gonna be an exciting night Italy thoughts on Udonis he 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 was here for literally every NBA Finals appearance yeah. and every NBA title that the Heat have won I can't think of I I can't think of a guy to get his own night rather than he uh, rather than Wade and and maybe like Alfonso Morning like. Great, yeah, Alonzo, great Alonzo Morning, right? Yeah, Alonzo Morning. Like, but, but I think overall he is Mister Three Hundred Five, Mister yeah. Miami Knight. Said in the chat, this guy doesn't have to pay for a meal anymore. He can walk into the building. He doesn't even need security. He doesn't need a badge. He doesn't really need much. He walks in. You know who he is. He's that guy. And what he's done for this team, we wouldn't be the Miami Heat without him. What? whether he's playing for the team or even in development. He is one of the reasons why we have a great fan base. One of the reasons why people love him so much and he's going to get a job for life. And also if you see his podcast, he always mentions the heat. doesn't matter what it is. They could be off topic and, but he's always going to say something about the heat. I love that every minute of it. Real quick. Mike V said, why doesn't UD get a statue? Statues are like a whole nother breed. Like you, yeah, no, I don't think I don't so. Think so. St- statues no. are for like greatest of all times in like whatever league they're playing in. And then yeah. he played for you, like Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal, Michael right. Jordan, right. D- Dirk Nowitzki in Dallas got a statue. Like it's got to be like, yeah, like Dwayne Wade is the only statue, I think. And I guess 
Solana, before you sign out, he said Pat Riley. I can see Pat Riley because well, I feel like whether you, you agree with it or not. No, I agree. He is, he is the I symbol agree. of what this Miami Heat team, this organization wasn't considered relevant until 95, 96 when he showed up. And all of a yeah. sudden, get Alonzo Morning, Tim Hardaway, Pat Riley, and they've been consistently com- uh, contenders right. since then until this day. And it, so it all does, started with Pat. So does that mean that the the Knicks can be able to put a, a statue of Pat Riley up in front of Madison Square Garden? Can, can I mean, we he do was that? only there for like three or four years, though, no? Okay. Does that mean the Lakers can be able to put up a, a, a uh, statue? Maybe. maybe. So, maybe. like, Pat Riley uh, carried culture. The Knicks had the culture before the Heat did. Okay. Well, but, all right. But that's he, a different chose discussion. To, he chose it, to well, leave it's that like culture. Jackson with the Bulls and Lakers, right? Kind of something like that. Because he yeah. did good both We're places. both? Yeah. Yeah. But I, what, when you think Phil Jackson, do you think more Bulls or Lakers? No, I think Bulls. Bulls. I, I, I say Bulls. I, don't, I wouldn't say Lakers for me. Yeah, but, but he won he won five titles with the Lakers also. So, all yeah, right. You can well, make that argument. You can make the argument, yeah. All right. So, that's a big night tomorrow. But that's going to be during the Hawks game. We have four games on slate for the next week. We got We're at home against Atlanta tomorrow. We're on the road in Orlando on Sunday uh, at home against the Grizzlies next Wednesday. And then we got a big game at home against the Boston Celtics next Thursday at 730. So with the next four games, if you were to give me a prediction, I'll start with you, Italy. For the next four games, what are you thinking? What's our what's – our, I know you said one and three coming into this week. It ended up being three and one. What do you think about this week coming up? I really do think we're going to win three games and our only loss is going to be against the Celtics. I think okay. that's our only that, that, that's our hurdle right now. We got to get over the Celtics, and I think we could definitely win against the Magic, Hawks, and Grizzlies. Ooh, you see your boy Dejounte Murray tomorrow, though. I I know, and you know what? Uh, but I, I still think we'll win. I really do. All right, all right. So you said three and one. Mitch Rodriguez thinks three and one. Chris, what are you thinking? I think it's going to be two and two. I think we're going to take an L against the Grizz, and I think we're going to take an L against the Celtics. And then okay. it's gonna be perfect because the Knicks are gonna come and wax that ass right after the next Saturday. Oh, shut the fuck no, up! Shut up! Oh, get him out of here! Ass. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I think that we beat the Hawks with the energy of UD night, the embarrassment of getting smacked up by Toronto. I think we're gonna come out and we'll actually be convincing against the Hawks. Uh, I actually think we dropped to Orlando on Sunday. It's hard oh, to gosh. sweep a team during the regular season, and we haven't lost to them yet. I think we finally dropped one. It was a close one last time where Bam came up big in the clutch. But I think yeah. we might drop that one. I think we'll beat up on the Grizz. And the Celtics game, man, I kind of want to say that we're going to win that game because I really think that that's going to be one of those statement games where Jimmy Butler comes out and plays serious as hell. Bam takes it personal. And it's a home game. But the Celtics are just a monster of a team. Yeah. So I'm going to say to play it, I'm going to say 2-2, two and two, which will put us at 26-19 and 19 on the season, which isn't bad when you're uh, halfway through the season, uh, a little over halfway through the season. And I guess we'll get into that next talk next week. Uh, Before we leave you, we do have our two tickets to give away. Again, it is to the January 31st game against the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Lower bowl. uh, I forgot what section it is. Uh, But I will hear – I'm going to share my screen so that everybody can see the results right so we're giving away two pairs of lower bowl tickets and not a lot of participation so that's better for whoever participated because a better chance for you to win 
So here we go. I'm going to click on this, whatever name it lands on. You get the ticket. So here we go. Three, two, one, dale. And the winner of the free tickets is Alejandro G91. Wow. All right. So he is the winner of the tickets. And um, I uh, will get those are Solana's tickets, actually. He's the one that was kind enough to uh, offer those tickets up. So he will be going ahead and uh, I guess contact us and we'll contact you with the tickets. All right. Uh, any final thoughts there, Italy Jet, before we sign off here? Man, just stay healthy. Long, long it's going to be. A tough, tough in two, three weeks for me. But honestly, shout out to Dexter Pittman, man. Shout him <laughs> out. All right. Chris, any final thoughts? I'm still not letting go of the fact that we need a Ronnie Cycli statue. Oh, brother. So, that's, that's and that's my name thing. for the day. Ronnie Cycli. Ronnie Cycli. All right. I'm going to throw a Penny Hardaway out there. All right. Ooh. Yeah, Penny. I forgot that he played for the Heat. All right, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you. Bibby for uh, your thoughts. Who? Bibby for your thoughts. Oh, Mike Bibby. He has the best Jordan collection of any NBA player. I think he beats even P.J. Tucker. All right, uh, if you are listening on audio, please uh, leave us a five-star review, comment, all that other good stuff. If you are watching on YouTube, thank you for watching all the way to the end. Please like, subscribe, share. And if you are joining us on the, uh, the live stream, we appreciate you joining in the chat. You guys, as always, are the best part of the show. And um, we'll be back next week after the Celtics game, post-game, to talk about that game and the other previous three games. And then to talk to Chris about the Knicks that are going to get smacked up next Saturday by them. So until the next one, have a good one. Jason Williams was better than Mike, baby. Ooh, Michael Dolia.